Got a leather, got a leather jacket. Got a leather, got a leather jacket. Yeah! Jeans! And I got boots too. Leather jacket. And I got some boots on too. Leather jacket. Leather, leather jacket. Crazy man in a leather, leather jacket. Yeah! Jeans! Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 67, the WWE Extreme Rules 2017 event. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at JohnnyJonny underscore Tango. I'm here with one of the failed NXT call-ups, Mr. Peter O'Brien. You can find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, are you ready to get extreme, kinda? I want our listeners to know that you are going straight Dean Ambrose today. What Why? the heck is that? This? Yeah, this is, what is I'm that? Wearing, I'm wearing a muscle t-shirt. It's hot You're out. Dean Ambrose. This is my Dean Ambrose shirt. <laughs> leather pants. Leather, leather jacket. <laughs> leather jacket. Leather, leather jacket. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ready to get... Um, I'm ready to review rules. I'm rules. gonna take extreme out of it. Just because, call it rules. Because really, these matches, these should be the rules. There were too many rules. Way too many rules tonight. All right, let's jump right into the kickoff show, hosted by Renee Young, Carrot Top, and David Untonga for some reason. Uh, also, Hardy Boys are partying in the social social media lounge. Nia Jack shows up to the kickoff panel to throw some shade at Bailey. Okay, so. Here we go. Here's what I do for all pre-shows. Okay. Who the heck is that curly-haired dude? Um, I don't care. I don't know either. Anything he has to say. Mm-hmm. David Otunga. Thought you got fired. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Like, I know Booker T was, like, taking his spot, but I I thought they really, like, let him go. They had the Kalisto versus Apollo, Apollo Cruz match happen, and the first thing, Booker T is just not amused that Otunga's back, because that just means he's his job is just, the days are numbered on it. Oh, Nia Jax, whatever. That was forgettable. That was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Social media lounge. We all know what I feel about that. Again, <laughs> two big middle fingers up and two thumbs down. Right. So, um, and then the Apollo Coos Kalisto match. I dug it. Yeah, it was. You know, I what? didn't hate it. I really liked the ending. I think the ending was hilarious when uh, Apollo Cruz is like, "I did that flippy thing. What do you want me to do now, Titus?" And yeah. Titus is like, "Just win somehow." Uh, the only thing that was kind of like a damper on that is like Kalisto wins with a really sloppy uh, finisher. Like he throws yeah. that Selena Gomez on him and then he just biffs it and then pins him. Well, and he runs off of Titus O'Neil and then he, <laughs> it was on such a delay. Yeah. It was like a LeBron James basketball flop. Like he, he gets hit and he pauses and then he's like, oh. Yeah. The whole thing was timing because like the whole thing about him saying like, what do you want me to do now? It took way too long. And then he goes and does the whole flip and yeah. The timing on it was just horrible. But the overall match of, like, Kalisto and Apollo Crews was good. It was fun. Apollo Crews is not bad in the ring Mm-mm. at all. No. But, 
God, his personality sucks. You know, and I will say, though, at least this Titus O'Neil thing is at least giving him. I mean, it's not much of a personality other than just being like, well, I'm the good guy in this relationship, but at, at least it's some sort of development. At, at least he's but getting he's, some kind of character. He's still laughing about everything. Yeah, yeah. He's still laughing. Apollo. <laughs> Get angry. Get angry. God. So... Uh, Whatever. Uh, kickoff show ends with Kurt Angle showing up just to do a little promo. Renee Young asks Angle like what his predictions are on the main event, and Angle's answer is just priceless because he just reads back the rules of the main event. Like he doesn't give a prediction. He's just like, "Well, there's going to be five guys, and there's no rules, and just one person needs a pin." And Renee's like, "Okay, then, strong predictions." <laughs> yeah, and then he just turns to the camera. He goes. Start, start the show. Right? <laughs> yeah, and then the opening promo goes. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Whatever. First match of the actual night is the No Fun Zone match for the IC title. Dean Ambrose defends his title against The Miz. This just contradicts the whole event. This is dumb. And can we also get on the subject about how if Dean Ambrose gets disqualified, he loses the belt? Shouldn't that just be the damn rule, period, right. yeah. for all matches? Absolutely. Because that is the dumbest wrestling rule I've ever heard. So you're telling me if I have the belt and I'm wrestling you and I cheap shot you so I can keep my belt, that's a joke. Well, let's be like, honest here. I would cheat, win. I would win but any if, match. No, but if, if there's a – please. <laughs> just because you're wearing a muscle shirt doesn't think Oh, yeah. So, oh, God. <laughs> just threw up my sea salt and vinegar chips. So anyways, it, that should be the rule. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why this rule is still in play. Like, why so many WWE champions get to hold on to their belt when they cheat right. to disqualify. Like, get disqualified on purpose because they don't lose the belt. That is the dumbest rule I've ever heard. But then let's also point out the obvious thing, because, like, later on in the match, Miz is like, Maurice, hit me. Why didn't that just happen at the like the beginning of the bell? <laughs> like, yeah. Like I honestly would have just ran in there with a the chair. Speaking of chairs, Dean actually gets a chair, making himself look like a goddamn idiot. Cause like the whole thing is don't get disqualification, so he grabs a chair. Thank you. That was the other part. Dean, you know the rule, yeah. but yet you're like, oh man, I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do right mm-hmm. now. Yes, you do. Right, right. Who wrote that? Yeah. Who was the person who wrote? Dean, we're gonna have you grab a chair, right. and you're gonna act like you're 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 so confronted. You can't figure out if you want to hit him with the chair or not. Right. And Dean's like sitting there wasted, anyways, and he's like even going, you guys are idiots. That is dumb. <laughs> that is a dumb move. And and what also? But I just have to keep going back. It was a re- it was a regular match. Yeah. It should that should be the rule all the time. Period. Right, right. And speaking of like extreme rules, shouldn't the first match just be like just complete chaos? But instead, the whole night is just very mundane. The end of this though, there is a cool highlight with the whole like ref turning on Maurice and and all that. I think that was really cool. I think that was really played out. But then for the whole pushing the ref thing and that just taking way too long, the ref takes five minutes to walk over to the bell like you knew something was wrong. It was so, it was so like prolonged. If it would have just been bang, bang, bang and just had like a fast finish to that whole thing, I think it would have looked so much better. But they just drug it out for no reason. I like how you still have passion about it because... One, right when I heard the rules, I didn't care about this match. Two, I don't care about Dean Ambrose and The Miz anymore. Thank God. I was like, God, this is dumb. Three, I forgot they had a match. Because <laughs> when I was watching the main event, they were like, come see the new Intercontinental Champion Miz as he won his title tonight. And, and I couldn't look at Jody, and, like, and she was sleeping. And I was like, I want to be doing that, but I have to watch this. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, Miz? 
He had a match? And he won. Huh. Uh, becoming seven-time IC champion. Raw talk. Thank you <laughs> for updating me. That's when you, to me, that's when I know the match was that great because I literally forgot about it in the same night. <laughs> Uh, we go to the next match, which is Sasha Banks and Rich Swan versus Alicia Fox and Noem Dar. Another just boring match. Nothing entertaining even happened in this. So do we even need to, like, talk about this? Like, would our listeners care? Right. Or do they really want us to analyze the fact that that was the most forgettable, pointless, dumb match? I can't even say in pay-per-view history, but it's right up there. Who won? Oh, Rich did his sweet move off the top. There you go. Okay. I just want to see how you did it. Banks did do that move off the top. The diving double knee. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I'll give her that. But forgot Alicia Fox was in it. Yeah. (laughs) She's in the tag team. I was like, God, Alicia Fox. Sasha then tweets later, like that day or the following day, like, I'm just happy wrestling. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you're happy wrestling shitty matches with horrible builds. Good for you. (laughs) Because everyone else... It's just like, what happened? Yep. She must have said something backstage. Uh, That's, I guess. I think it's just like she's just too over. Same with, like, the whole Bailey thing. We'll get to that. Uh, next, Elias Sampson comes out just to sing. Good good for him. Love the drifter. <laughs> Huge drifter fan. Yeah, I am too. I like, I like this heel tactic. I like him singing, like, how every town sucks. Right. You know what they should keep doing with him, though? He should still just continually be, like, walking around. I think they're doing that. They're just kind of putting the brakes on it a little bit. What I do like about this whole push is it's not just the singing. Like, you see this a lot with there's a gimmick and they just play on that. Like, Elias will actually have matches at the end of a lot of these uh, these songs. So it's not just him coming out and getting heat. He's coming out having heat and then interacting with some kind of wrestler in the back, which is nice. But see, like, I think he should pick his victims and, like, just keep drifting for a couple weeks. Sure. So let's say he wants that Intercontinental title. I mean, they won't do it because it's heel-heel. But, like, Miz is wrestling, and every little bit you just see Elias Sam, like, walking through the crowd watching him. Or Miz is, like, sitting there, and then he, like, like Maurice, like, taps his shoulder and looks over, and there's Elias, like, standing, like, off in the distance behind, like, the announce table just watching. And then, like, walks away, like... Do that. Do right. something like that that he's, like, drifting to, like, pick his target. Exactly. Well, I just hope they stick with this. I hope, like, a year from now we just forget that the drifter actually drifts. No, we'll never. No. He misses a lot of events because he keeps drifting. Sure. Now, do you, I think they're really kind of pushing him as a main eventer because I don't see him, like, getting in any kind of, like, mid-card matches other than with Ambrose. And he's kind of like a pseudo-main eventer. So I, I think they're kind of putting him towards the upper card, which is nice. I, he's got Good. the physique for Good. it. He's a beast. Good. Drifter! <laughs> hey guys, I'll see you at the next event. Hey, uh, Elias, we don't have an event. I'm drifting over to Lucha. I'll be back. <laughs> he just just walks up. through Lucha Underground. Right? Like everyone's like, who the hell is that? <laughs> How great of a personality could you form? Like, he's at TNA drifting. Right, right. No, and then he like smacked out. He just shows up with like a Johnny Mondo shirt on. <laughs> he needs to get the weak guitar though. Like, you know, the don't piss me off Jeff sure, Jarrett guitar sure. again. And he needs to start hitting people with guitars. Just just slaughtering them with it. Uh, next match is a stick on a stick match for the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss defends her title against Bailey. Now, before we get into this, let's remember Bailey asked for a kendo stick match, and she's too chicken shit to use it. She hesitates, and Alexa Bliss just capitalizes on that. This is great. So my girlfriend was so nice that she watched the event with me, and she goes, "This Bailey girl, she sucks." <laughs> 
<laughs> she always loses. And I'm like, that's hilarious, you know? Mm. And then she goes, but Alexa. And I'm like, right? Did you see her wink at me? You saw it. <laughs> Brandon, you shut, saw it. Shut she, up, Pete. She put the belt over. Yeah. And then she was like, hi, Peter. Uh, yeah, she wink. mouthed the word O'Brien. <laughs> Did you see me go on Twitter? I was like, called it. Did. <laughs> Ah, this match was terrible. So with Bailey, because I went back and kind of watched some of her uh, promos coming up to this, Bailey's just not good on the mic. Like, especially trying to be intimidating. Like, she's great as a crowd pleaser, but I just I can't take anything that she talks about. It just sounds like uh, like a, a middle school speech that's already been pre-written. And then you have her against like Alexa Bliss, who just is on the fly, just insulting anybody. Her voice flutters. Her voice pattern. So like, she's like. She's trying, but yeah. like it's a it's a flutter in her voice that just kills the mood. And Alexa Bliss, whatever, she's awesome. I don't care. She tried everything to make that match work. One, they got the Kendall stick down like right away, and for some reason Bailey's like, "What? What do I do? What do, you do? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you do? Right? You idiot! Get with the fucking stick! God, you wanted this match. And then, oh my God, let's talk about the end." Why do we even have to talk about the match itself? There was the no match. End. There was just the bell, and then Alexa just went kendo crazy, and the match was over. Right? It was It was almost like we witnessed Bailey getting buried. <laughs> right then and there. That was the moment they broke Bailey. You literally saw a hologram mm-hmm. of Triple H grinning <laughs> with a shovel. No, 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 no. no. This while, was, while this was Vince. Bliss is this just, was Vince who's whack. just like... Get her out of here. Like, Vince does not like Bailey. This, I mean, because I think, I think Triple H thought he had something, but she's a small venue wrestler. Like, that's how it really feels with her. Brooklyn was not a small venue. (laughs) It's how you do it with her. And that's the problem. Main roster, for some reason, these NXT people are up here. They're up here. They're well, stars. Writing they're the character feet. development. But then, like, they get up to WWE and the care they just knock them down. It's hard to get behind them. Yeah. Why is the Ascension buried? They were one of the best tag teams right. in NXT. You know, Bailey, huge ovation at Brooklyn mm-hmm. when she won that title. Right. And you know what? They sold it. Bailey actually like said like I'm gonna win. Like sure. I don't care. You can keep telling me I'm not. I'm gonna. And everyone bought it. But yet, WWE cannot get that formula to work with her. Mm-hmm. Bye, Bailey. In comes Nia Jax. I think it's Nia <laughs> yeah. Jax. Oh, turn. for sure. It is definitely her time. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed because I really thought this was going to end with Nia Jax kind of interfering and them setting up some kind of a tag team with uh, Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. But thinking about it, we just don't have the size of a roster to have a tag team division. As great as it would be to no. have people set up that way, it just it doesn't work right now. No, not, no, I don't. You could have a stable of women, but you could do it right, but they just won't. Nia Jax, no, there shouldn't be a tag. And no, I do not want to see a tag. I wouldn't mind seeing a triple threat with those three. Yeah. I think that would be good. And I think that's what we're moving to because they are the, the top three women of the Raw division right now. We did get to see a little bit on Raw with, um, it looks like, what is it, Emma? No. Who was hanging out with Dana on Raw last night? I can't remember who it was. Uh, Mickey James. Mickey James, that's it. So they, it's kind of like they're getting more TV time, so that's kind of cool. It just sucks because I think Emma was going to be that next star. Like, she Emma's absolutely awesome. was. Absolutely. She easily is the best person, like mm-hmm. one of the best workers in the ring other than Charlotte. Yeah. So whatever. Good thing Good thing Alexa Bliss has <laughs> such momentum and now Raw is killing it. Yep. Just like The Miz. Whatever. On to the next. <laughs> Bye, Bailey. You got buried. I hope that little girl can't come to any more wrestling events. 
Uh, well, before we get on to the next match, let's talk about this great balls of fire commercial we got. <laughs> the big old floppy fire dick that we got to oh see. Oh my god, it was a dick. <laughs> it was. It was two balls in it? a line. A it shaft. was a clear dick. <laughs> and whoever made that logo is just like, guys, like, I think this is the best logo I made. You knew right when it came out, the officials at WWE are going on Twitter and they're like, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, it is a dick. <laughs> Why did they make this event? Why wouldn't you call it Armageddon? Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. you call it Bash at the Beach? Why wouldn't you do something? You have great titles. <laughs> Halloween Havoc. I don't care. For pay-per-views, and yet you're like, we'll create a new one. Great balls of fire. <laughs> it's dumb. It's so, And I love how Tuesday morning we get a brand new graphic. They, they're not using the, the Nutter Butt one anymore. All right, next match is the Steel Cage match for the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Hardy Boys versus Cesaro. This match starts right away with Cesaro and Sheamus running to the opposite corner to try climbing up, and the Hardy Boys weren't like, let's just use the door. You know, <laughs> they would have been out half the time. I hate Here. the door. I hate the door so much, and I hate that every yep. time we have a Steel Cage match, we have to talk about the door. Rule number two. That should be changed. If you're going to have a steel cage match, you have to go over the top. Yeah. It is so pointless for anyone to climb over the top. Just go through the damn door. It's not hard. At one point, uh, Matt Har- or Jeff gets out right away. Sheamus is like going towards the door, and Matt tries to pull him back in, but Cesaro's knocked out cold in the middle of the match. If I was Matt, just walk out with him through the cage door. If Sheamus is going, be right behind him. And you're you're out too. And then this whole thing about Jeff getting back into the cage makes him back into the match, and Michael Cole has to explain this. And as soon as Cole is explaining this, I'm like, oh, we have new Raw Tag Team uh, Champions tonight. It was tonight. so dumb I, I i don't get excited for steel cage matches i haven't in quite some time because one the door two it, it just doesn't work they don't work as much anymore if you had it where you have to go over the top then yes i would care a little more but i don't like that whole door there just kills it it's just like you keep the title if you get disqualified, like you can, you can win by going ten feet in the air and falling down twelve. Yeah. Or you just go <laughs> out that door. You just go right over there. Yeah, you win. Oh my god! So now uh, the Hardy Boys, which I'm kind of hopeful for, that I think this is kind of like a singles run. You know, fine, great. I don't know. Yeah, it could be, but it also grumblings are there forming that delete brother Nero and stuff broken mat yeah well, I, I think they're waiting on that because i think there's some issues with tna with like licensing and stuff so i think they're keeping their distance from that there are matches that i do want to see matt and jeff in in singles competition even if it's against themselves um it, i think if they missed not putting them on smackdown it would have been great to see them in the money in the bank match or something like that that would have been cool especially giving um matt the the money in the bank case that would have been awesome this year oh you how weird is it that we're saying Fat Matt Hardy could be awesome with the money thing? <laughs> and it's just his character. He literally did a 180. Yeah. Like his whole Matt 2.0 to what he is now. <laughs> oh, yeah! As the whole entrance is buffering. <laughs> God. I, I mean, that's what I thought. That's what I thought about the match. So I didn't think it was that great. Mm. Like, I, I mean, you knew Jeff was going to do something off the top. That was cool. Right. Uh, but the overall match, like, I was just like, I, I lost the interest with mm. those two. Right. They, they, they're burying competition. Like, they had a chance for Cesaro and Sheamus to jump and right. win. And they're always a week behind or a pay-per-view behind. Absolutely. Like, they can't 
figure no. it out. Well, here's the positive. Uh, one, I'm, I'm excited because I'm hoping the Hardy Boys split up. And two, um, I'm I'm generally excited to see Shizaro and Sheamus versus the Revival, if that's going to be the case. Because I think that would be an amazing match. Be awesome. It would be awesome, well, but they better keep the, the revival being awesome too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I hope that you know what I would be all right with seeing them just go back and forth for the rest of the summer. I, I'd put them in that because right now Cesaro and Sheamus aren't going anywhere. They've hit the top of the tag division, and there's not really much in the Raw tag division right now. I mean, who do you want to see them against? Enzo and Cass again? No, no. I don't. I don't have anything to say anymore. <laughs> well, if if we cut the pay per view off right here, if we would have just started it as of right now, I think this would have been the one of the best pay per views of of 2017 because it would have just been two matches. Our first match would have the night would have been the submission match between the cruiserweights uh, Neville and Austin Aries for the title. This match. It started slow, and I think a lot of people were complaining about that, but this is a submission match. This is all about locks and holds and different things and, and wearing on limbs. Like, that's the whole point of this match. If if it's a bunch of, like, locks in a regular match, I get you saying it's a slow start. But something like this, it made sense. Yeah, I thought this match is epic. Like, I thought it was really good. They did a good job. I, I like Neville, and I like Aries. I thought that's great, but I don't know what you're going to do now with Aries losing again. Like, I... I you can't have a fight again. I think you literally he, can't. It it really because like he ends this match because he loses and he just smiles at the camera. Did and, you see that? Yeah, yeah. I I think my guess would be is Aries is out of the cruiserweight division. We might see him in like the mid card or something like that next, which would be great. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, but like that was weird. Like yeah. I don't know if he knew he was on camera or not, right. but like uh, Neville's. Flaming arrow, whatever Falcon it's called. arrow or whatever Falcon it is. Falcon arrow sure. onto his back was awesome. Yeah. And then right into that submission, I was like, oh my God. That was good. That was a great finish. Some stupid things, though. Uh, how ironic is both guys outside of the ring laying on a banner that says Extreme Rules, yet the referee is in the ring going, one, two, yeah. so, three. Do you, do you remember <laughs> the submission match between Miz Mundo? Yeah, we got to call him Johnny Mundo. And John Cena. Yeah. That they were doing submission holds throughout the arena. Yeah. When he started counting, I'm like, does Terrence know? That's what we call that guy because we don't know his name. I'm like, <laughs> does Terrence know that, like, you can, you there's no count out. Also, rope break. Why is there rope break? <laughs> rule three. It's, rule four. There's four rules. Exactly. WWE presents rules. There's too many rules for it to be extreme rules. It's so dumb. It was so dumb. <laughs> So let's move let's move on to the main event, man. For the number one contendership right? the universal title, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, and Finn Balor all have a really good fatal five way match. Extreme? No. But still good. The the beginning when Roman Reigns is just standing there and somebody made the thing that said, Please plug in controllers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I really liked about this match is the fact that Bray Wyatt, like, was the focal point. Of most and of it. And Joe, I, this this ro bromance they had going on was great for the whole first part of this match. Yeah, they were great together. Uh -huh. And then I like how they turned on each other, too. It was perfect. It was but like, like DIY all over again, man. I couldn't handle it. But they gave Bray, like, a nice push. Sure. And I was like, this is, that's good. Finally, they let him do work. And he right. didn't eat the pin. No. You know, like, for the first time in yeah. Bray's career, he, like, didn't eat the pin. Uh, let's talk about one thing, uh, Joe stopping Roman Reigns' drive-by. <laughs> that yes. was the best part of the night. Yes. 
Oh my god. Seth Rollins frog splash out top oh, to so the announce table. That, Roman does the spear into the barricade and then just right not even a breath later we yeah. get Roman Reign or uh, Rollins doing the frog splash which was it, there were some great spots in this. It just wasn't it's false advertising. It wasn't extreme. It was just a no, great match. Just, but see, like, that's a match I kind of been, like, wanting. I'm like, I want all these top guys to do. I want right. to see more Fatal 4-Ways, Triple Threats, Fatal 5-Ways. Why not? They're yeah. all good. You can use them together. Just do that. It would make more sense, and it would make your events better. I don't need to see one-on-one. Like, with the same people over and over again. So let me ask you this. Do you think you're... We haven't gotten to reviews yet, but do you think you would feel better about this pay-per-view as if we walked in with it called Vengeance instead of Extreme Rules? You know? Yeah. I think a lot of these matches, we were... Our expectations were way too high. And when you hype up something that's going to be extreme, and, and Michael Cole Wait. starts the night with saying, we're going to be extreme for the whole night, and none of these matches... Are like extreme. Wait a second. Did what? you say we were? It was overhyped. Who the hell are you? What do you mean? It wasn't overhyped. You don't, I I didn't care. No, I'm saying I'm saying WWE is a company overhyping it, oh, hyping yeah. it as it's extreme. This is the night we get extreme. We knew walking into this we weren't going to get Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox having a no holds barred match, but we would have accepted that more if this was a vengeance pay-per-view instead of extreme rules yeah, i was i went into it i knew exactly but hey who won joe who joe, called it joe who joe, called it joe yeah, i picked the I, wrong samoan i called it i mean i did say brave but i'm like i can see him going joe and I'm because so you can have you can easily have ballard versus wyatt right and i think that's what they like painted in there yeah. like that's why they gave Bray like that power yeah. of like taking over. I think Bray is kind of replacing what they were going to do with Kevin Owens with Samoa yeah. Joe, uh, which I'd still love to see Kevin Owens, Bray Wyatt, Samoa Joe as a tag team together. That would be an awesome stable right there. No, it wouldn't. Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens would. Yes. No, not Bray Wyatt. You can't have a weirdo like that with two regular just dicks. Like, you know, you sure. can't do it. It doesn't, it wouldn't work. I'm still optimistic about it. Unless Bray Wyatt changes character, but he's not gonna, so. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna get Joe versus Brock, and I think awesome. the coolest thing is, so we get the chokehold on Heyman the next night on oh, Raw. Yeah, but this, this feud, this whole feud is just fueled by the, fa the fact that Samoa Joe just wants an easier workload. <laughs> he's like, I want as many days off as Brock gets. That's what I yeah. want. <laughs> like, he doesn't want the title. He doesn't want the extra money. He doesn't want the limousine. He doesn't want any of that. He just wants a lesser workload. Whatever. Call Brock, call Brock Lesnar out for that because this is still a joke that he still hasn't even been on TV. Oh, the biggest joke has been the whole fact that Paul Heyman shows the phone like Brock Lesnar was actually watching Raw. Come on. Don't insult yeah. my intelligence, WWE. Brock, Brock has <laughs> never watched Raw. Brock hasn't watched Raw since he was actually a, like, a performer. But I am pumped for that match. I'm pretty, uh, that was, I like the finish. I like that. Bray Wyatt uh, didn't get pinned. I like that Samoa Joe choked out Balor. Yeah. Which I thought, like, that. I mean, you know, Balor's not untouchable. But, like, I don't think anyone looked bad in this match. No, and I expected that Balor to lose because he's the newest one in the main event roster. It wouldn't make sense for him to be the quote-unquote rookie of the main event right now because he's the newest one on there. It yeah, would make still, sense. like, the way he lost... Like, he did his coup de gras, and yeah. all he did was just try, and Joe grabs him. Yeah. <laughs> like a praying like, mantis. <laughs> wouldn't even matter who, who you are. It, that could have been Roman Reigns. Like, right. no one would be like, oh, he looks weak. Like, exactly. he choked his ass yeah. out. Absolutely. I was so. very happy with this. So what do you want to grade Extreme Rules 2017? D plus. D plus? 
All right. It's not a passing grade. I mean, and this is what I said on Twitter. I cannot say the event is good based on two matches. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, especially when the matches weren't jaw-dropping. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, there was, like, NXT where I've seen events where I'm just like, all those matches are sick. Mm-hmm. All five matches were great. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I hope we get one. <laughs> I one match yeah. that we can enjoy so uh, i went with c uh, only because i really enjoyed the last two matches uh anything else that really happened uh it was just all throwaway uh who is your dud of the night oh you go first i always go first with dud that's all right i got bailey bailey yeah <laughs> buried bailey that should be her new gimmick she should come out covered in dirt <laughs> the buried bailey <laughs> the buried bailey uh i would have to go with michael cole <laughs> why his announcing is stupid he didn't help the extreme rules pay-per-view at all by trying to hype it up by saying it was extreme right he he ruined it for me even more Oh, man, he grabbed a chair to sit in. One of Bailey's wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube men isn't fully blown up. That's extreme. (laughs) Vintage Bailey. Oh, vintage Bailey, vintage Roman, vintage Rollins. Shut up, Cole. <laughs> it's uh, the only reason that's your call sign is because you say it too damn much. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, I I just hate Michael Cole lately, and he's not doing anyone any favors with his terrible, terrible announcing. Who is your stud of the night? Uh huh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, same here. It has to be Joe. Joe. It's got to be Joe. It's got to be Joe. He <laughs> killed it, and I called it. So yeah, good it's job, Joe. Pete. Well, hey, man, we got some listener questions again this week. We're going to go through here. Joey P asks, would you rather let Braun Strowman squash you or have Earthquake jump on you? It's almost like the same thing. It's it's the same thing. So, I, I, Joey, I don't know what that means, man. <laughs> I, it's like, this, you know what? I'm not answering it. I don't know. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Joey, make a better question. All right. Next question. We're going to go to Heel Ryan. Um, how would you book the end of Brock Lesnar's title reign? Samoa Joe. I, I'm actually on board with Samoa Joe winning. What do you want to see at the end of that match? I want to see Lesnar try to do, like, all of his, like, you know, suplexes. But I just want to see Joe just, like, walk up to him all, like, bullheaded, like, sure. and angry. Right. And, like, throw his towel in his face while Brock, like, throws it. He runs up and, like, spears him into the corner, does that flip kick. Right. You know, and Brock's, like, stumbling, and Joe jumps up from behind and Coquina clutches him. Yeah. Like, weighs them down, like, chokes him out. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind the match finish because, Lesnar, you haven't done shit. I, I want to see this be a technical match. I, I really want to see uh, the the Kamara lock or whatever the hell Lesnar has. I want to see him lock that on Joe. I want to see Joe get the clutch. But I'd love because Samoa Joe is the Samoan submission machine. I'd love for Lesnar to try to like do some kind of suplex and Joe just be able to reverse that into some kind of submission lock. And that's how he wins. Is to be able to get... Not even beating Lesnar, but getting Lesnar to tap would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sweet. And I think that's what will happen. All right, so New Japan Mark asks, if Vince McMahon and Triple H were eaten by sharks and you were asked to take control of the WWE, what would be the first three changes that you would make as the new leader? I would fire Carano (laughs) completely, and I wouldn't even give him a severance package. I just can his ass. (laughs) Uh, I would fire Michael Cole. And I would fire JBL. Okay. All right. And I think things would be so much better with those 
three firings. I agree. I don't even care about the story. Everything else will play in the role. Get rid of those three. Uh, I would switch Raw to two hours. Definitely do that. Um, and then I, I'm firing everybody. I'm I'm thinning it. Yeah, I know you are. You are. Um, I, and then uh, what's his name? Kevin Dunn, I think is his name. He's a production guy. Get rid of him. And I would. And my third thing, I think, is I would just start calling up NXT, not the talent, but the production and writing crew. I would just start calling them up and being like, "What would you like to fix about this situation?" Good job, Brandon. That's a good idea. All right. Scrub under Scrub asks, asks, if you could bring back one dead wrestler for one more match, who would it be? <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> That's mean. No, it isn't. Uh, Benoit. Benoit against who? As bad as that is. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, it's, oh, we're not in support. Um, we all know you was probably <laughs> crazy. But yeah, I would. I would bring him back and have him take on Samojo. Samojo, okay, all right. God, I guess sweet match. Or Neville. Neville's is not dead. <laughs> no, but I would have Benoit fight Neville or Joe. Um, I think I'd have to go with always miss the British Bulldog. Um, I think he's I'd like. Dead? To, yeah, he's dead. So I that, that's a thing. So I, who I would have him against, man? That's um, I think I'd just be happy with him coming back. Good for you, Brandon. <laughs> right. Right. Whatever. Uh, last question. Broken Mundo asks, if you own the WWE, which would be your top heel and who would be your top face? Uh, my top heel. Yes. Mm, you go first. Okay. My top heel. Uh, I think I would go with Bray Wyatt. That would make sense. I was gonna. I was thinking Bray Wyatt, or I was thinking Roman Reigns. Okay. Top face. I'd probably have Balor, Balor? be my top face. Oh, Bal- Balor bothers me. Um, or I would have... Mm, big Show. Say Big Show. No, I'm not going to do Big Show. He'll turn heel right away. Um, <laughs> God, I would probably do that. Or I'd have Baron Corbin be my top heel. Baron Corbin? Okay. I think my top face would have to be AJ Styles. He kind of is right now, but I think I'd push him stronger. Like, I'd maybe put two belts on him. Something like that. Yeah. But I think it'd be really cool. To, I, I would be excited to see a match between... AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt. That'd be good. I think they would put on a sweet match. Well, hey, that's the Full Nelson Press Podcast, Episode 67, WWE Extreme Rules 2017. Anything else you want to add? No. All right. Well, uh, hey, go watch some wrestling. Yeah, but Thanks for listening to the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. Leave us a comment, and the guys might give you a shout-out on the next episode. If you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure to leave us a review. You can also find the Full Nelson Press on Stitcher, Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Instagram, or visit us at thefullnelsonpress.com.